This episode of Now This Is Lit is brought to you by Audible. Check the link in the description to get your first Star Wars audiobook free. Everyone loves free things. Click that link. Do it. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You're listening to Now This Is Lit, a podcast about Star Wars books, the people who make them, and the readers who just can't get enough of them. I'm your host, Meg Dell. I use she, her pronouns. And today, George Mann joins me on the show to talk about the High Republic and writing Star Wars and how cool that is. I hope you enjoy. I am so glad that uh, we got to do this Um, and also so close to the holidays because I feel like sometimes the closer it gets to holiday times, the less likely things are to actually happen because people like, I don't know, my brain sometimes just kind of starts shutting down like the closer we get. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, mine too. I I asked, I I would have done it last week, but I asked um, Lauren just for a a breather because Mm. we've done so many. Yeah. in, after launch and then and I just thought I just need a week and also I was on a deadline so I was like yeah have, if I have a week I can work my deadline try and get my deadline done and then this week can be a bit more relaxed of course things don't never work out that way so <laughs> no <laughs> projects move around and things change so so yeah I'm going to be writing all the way up to the end of next next week but, oh, but um no. it's all good it's all good and I'll, I'll I, I can't I can't allow my brain to shut off until the 22nd and then I'm having a holiday <laughs> Yeah, I can't do that. I'm like, I, I have deadlines that I didn't want to still have. And I'm like, but you know what? We're working. It's fine. We're not going to be upset yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, in Star Wars publishing, you've done so many things. And not only have you done so many things, you've done, you've done so many different kinds of things, whether it be an audio drama, books, everything, maybe not everything, but lots of things. Um, And I want to know how it feels to get to not only write Star Wars, but be able to like kind of play around in different kinds of writing, kinds of storytelling. I want to know what that's like, how it feels. Yeah, I, I feel great. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's it's a huge honor to get to write Star Wars. Anyway, you know, it's a it's a galaxy that's given me so much. So it's I feel like actually being given the opportunity to write for it. Not only is it as exciting as a fan and as a professional writer, but it's also I feel like it's an opportunity to give something back to 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 a, 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 like a, a mythology, a, a, a you know, a universe that's given me so much pleasure over, over the years as well um and in a lot of ways it's about I suppose I read the comics when I was a kid um the Star Wars comics actually that was kind of more than the novels at first um I collected the sticker books uh obviously we watched the movies and you know and then I, I got into reading the novels um so I wanted to do a bit of everything in in a way that you know I've I've had this experience of engaging with star wars in lots of different ways um i'm also a bit of a butterfly as a writer um so i you know i i've worked in other other 
brands and, and my own material as well. And I've and I you know come from a background of writing adult novels, but I've also written audio dramas, I've written comics, um, short stories, you know, um, even actually screenplays as well. So um, getting to you know. I like I like I, it's an, it's a way of staying engaged actually for me as well. It's like you know it's because you change you, you change the way you you write something. So coming off the back of a novel, for example, sometimes it can be really hard to go right, finish that book. What am I going to do now? Oh, I'll start the next novel. It's like it's like a massive commitment to go straight from one yeah. novel to another. So um, actually having the opportunity to write something a bit shorter, like a short story, or to switch into comics and spend maybe a couple of months working on a, a graphic novel or something gives you, it's like um, a palate cleanse as well. And, it, and then, so you, you feel ready to come back to the, the bigger commitment, the big projects when, when that arises. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, and, you know, I suppose the other thing is um, I've got a kind of collector gene, you know, I think all, a lot of us do who are, are Star Wars fans, you know, I can see behind you, you've got lots of kind of books and toys and, you know, and I'm the same, you know, you, you can see, this is just yeah. one small section of the room <laughs> next door, full of um, full of multimedia and toys and things, and um, and actually, you know, there's there's a there's a I've got to admit, there's a bit of me that goes, I want to do one of everything for the High Republic, just you know, like whatever opportunity I, I want, I want to I want to tick that box, um, just because I'm a completist and I like to have the full set, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I, I've never really given voice to that before, but I think there is a bit of that <laughs> going on inside me as well. Um, um, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the truth is, I I'll never do it if I if I think I haven't got anything to offer. Mm. You know, I if if an opportunity arises to write something, I don't just grab it for the sake of grabbing it. Mm. Um, I always kind of think, have I got something new to say, mm. um, or you know, about that thing that I'm being asked to write about. Um, have I got something that I can add um, rather than just repeating stories that have already been told or, you know, using characters for the sake of it? So, well, if I'm going to use that character, I'm going to tell that story uh, or I'm going to tell a piece of that person's life. Can I shed, help shed some illumination on their overall character or can I do something new that's exciting for the uh, the, the readers and for me as a writer? Because I always think if I'm having fun, then I'm... Then, the readers are more likely to have fun on the other end of the the, the project as well. Mm. Um, so so yeah, so um, so I do always take that into account as well. Whenever a project arises, it's like have I, have I got time to do this, and is it, you know, I, have I got something new to say? Yeah, and that has to be hard sometimes because, you know, you creatively you might want to try all the things or try something different or jump on a thing that seems really exciting but if you have to be you know you have to really go after kind of what kind of what you feel like you can do but really what would be the most um valuable just in general to do um I really like the way you phrased that um kind of like can I kind of do something that has not really already been done or can I do it in a different way I like that a lot yeah, I think I think you know that's it's it's partly because it's helped scratch that creative itch as a as a creator, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's also it's it's also about doing justice to the material that you're playing with. Mm. Um, and it's one of the things I love about the High Republic because it 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 gives us a canvas for creativity that 
Um, it's hard to do in some of the other eras of Star Wars. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love all eras of Star Wars and I like working in all eras of Star, mm. Star Wars. But um, sometimes it's it's hard to find that angle for the, for a new story or to, to find a space for that story in an existing character's kind of um, canon life, as it were, um, the, the, the kind of full biography. Um, whereas with the High Republic, where, you know, we're telling a new story in a, in a new way. And that allows us um, quite a lot of creative freedom, um, and in the way that those stories evolve. Um, so, kind of, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm enjoying being part of the team so much. Speaking of the team, um, what is it like getting to work with so many fantastic creators, writers, everyone you know involved in making all of the High Republic kind of come together? Um, what's it like being a part of that? It's brilliant. I mean, it, it really is. It's, you know, we're, we're, we're a team, we're an extended family in lots of ways, you know. Um, and that, I mean, that metaphor kind of really works because it's actually, you know, a lot of Star Wars is about found family. And I think that's what we've got with the High Republic team in the way that um, we're all really supportive of each other. But, you know, occasionally we do have, we do bicker as well. And we, you know, and then we iron those things out. Um, and, um, it's kind of like a writer's room approach. Um, so we're all, you know, we're all conscious of the fact we're all standing on each other's shoulders when we're, you know, like, you know, I come to write Eye of Darkness. There's there's quite a lot of stuff that's gone before work that other people have done. And you want to be very, um, well, again, it's, it's going back to what I was saying earlier. You kind of, you want to be aware of that. You want to treat it with respect. Yeah. You want to treat um, the characters with respect and the work that those people have put in, but also, you don't want to just replicate it again. You want to, you want to, you know, the reason the reason we're all there is because they want us to contribute and add our voices to the mix. Mm -hmm. So, um, so you you know you, you try and bring something new or, or different. Um, and what's what's great about being part of that team is it's kind of that everyone's really encouraging. Mm -hmm. um, so we we talk about the big story points. We, you know, we get together like once a week. We have a um, you know. A, a slack and you know message text messages with each other and we kind of work out the big story beats between us so we know what's going to happen in each book we know you know largely kind of the, the framework um but then we also leave each other lots of room to tell us to you know when you sit down to write a book it's quite a personal experience um and you know, you've got to you've got to let the story develop in it as it as it as you're writing it as well. Mm -hmm. So we always leave each other room to do that, and then um, you know, inevitably we'll rewrite to accommodate each other to make sure that everything fits. And you know, we'll, we'll you know quite often one of us will pop up and say, "Oh, is, is someone doing anything with this character?" <laughs> and someone will say, "Well, they've got a walk-up part in mind, but you know, or you know, and then." You know, people say, well, why? What are you planning to do? And you say, well, I've got this idea that I want to take this character on this journey, but it means they'll have to be here at this point and there at that point. Does that mean that they're going to be, you know, I'm going to be able to hand them off to you at the right place and in the right state of mind? Um, and, you know, and then what will happen inevitably is someone will say, well, actually, I can link to that. I, You know, I've got an opportunity in what I'm writing to seed that in for you. So, you know, they'll they'll seed that so that seed, and then you write your story and you hand it off to the other person, and then the other person will say, Okay, cool. Um, that person's headspace is slightly different from where I thought it was going to be, but that's great, and I'll carry that story on. 
but sometimes you'll also get a bit of like, can you just tweak it so that they've done this thing or they, they're feeling like this when they get into my story? So we have these great debates, you know, um, and sometimes it can be real minutiae and sometimes it can be big sweeping, you know, events like let's discuss this huge, like the Battle of Jeddah is a great example of that. Where we, let's discuss what's going to happen on the Battle of Jeddah um, and have some broad, you know, discussions about it. And other times it can be, um, where's this person's head at about this particular thing um, that's happened to them so that we can, you know, make sure we're all being consistent with the characterization, things like that. Mm. Um, so it's great. It's a little support network. Um, you know, I mean, myself and Cavan are um, long-term friends and we've, we've done this for each other for a long time. Um, but what's nice is being able to do it in a team. You know, you've got, you, you've got people to lean on. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's always good to say, especially when you're dealing with something that a lot of people are going to read to be able to go to people and say, am I insane trying to do this thing in the story? And, uh, you know, and, and inevitably people will be honest with you. Well, it's a little bit insane, but it's cool. Or, mm, you know, maybe not. Or actually, no, trust your instincts. Go with it, George, you know, go and, and write that thing. Um, so I, I realise there's not a lot of specific examples in there because the, the conversations that are all springing to mind are about things that haven't happened yet. So <laughs> I've got to be careful. Um, <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, that's the kind of an ex the example of the of the the process working, and you know, and a, a good a good actual example would be um, with Eye of Darkness. I kind of wrote my first draft of Eye of Darkness before Charles wrote the Shadows of Starlight comics, mm. uh, which obviously started being published before the book came out, and then I'd be still being published now after the book. Um, so we knew that Charles was going to be filling in some gaps. So. We went through a process of like, well, let's discuss each of those issues and how they're interacting with the book. So, you know, um, Charles would say, well, I'm thinking of doing this with these characters, having read what they do in the book. And I'd say, great. Again, I, that's great. I can I can make sure Ava and Elza have had that conversation in the book or actually I'm rewriting that section of the book. It's going to be a bit more like this. Can you maybe think about framing that their story this way instead? Mm -hmm. Um so, you know, when we end up with a, a comic and a novel that are nicely in dialogue with each other and that, you know, um, hopefully readers will feel that consistency and feel that like, oh, OK, this is shedding a little bit more light on what's happening in the novel and vice versa. Um, so so that, yeah, it's a great example of, of kind of a project where that happened. And, and, and Battle of Jed is the same with myself and Carve with the comics and the um the audio where we were working out you know in fact even more so where we were working out well who's going to write the herald speech because we want it to be the same in both you know how we how, how are we going to play that out and then there's cav was writing a scene for path of vengeance and i was saying i'm going to put that scene in the audio for you and i'm going to make it the exact same dialogue so that we're seeing it from a different character's perspective but people will see that consistency and we can you know setting up little things like that um, so we together we basically in that instance myself and Cav got together and we we sat with whiteboards and planned out here with a blow by blow account of what happens day by day for, in the Battle of Jeddah um, together and then I went and wrote mine and he went and wrote his. From the outside looking in just looking at the High Republic as a whole I think the most amazing part of it to me is knowing how much collaborative effort constantly goes into 
you know, every individual going off and doing their own thing, but then always coming back and they're always being that conversation and everyone's kind of knowing, you know, what, what, what they need to know about what everyone else is doing to make everything happen. But like seeing it actually all work, um, is very, very cool. And I think yeah, that's one of the things I think that really draws people to it is like, it's such a big thing that a lot of different, there are a lot of different moving parts and a lot of different people constantly working on it at the same time. But it's the final product just is um, unlike anything we have seen before. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think, the, the truth is we all care about it a lot. Mm. So we want it to be the best it can be. Um, and, want, and and I think and that's credit to Mike Siglain and the rest of the team, of course, but to Mike Siglain for putting together a team of people who feel like that and who who, um, who care about it so much that that they will go the extra mile to make sure that they've checked the details with, with everyone else and that we've, we've cross-referenced each other and, you know, we're, we're aiming for that overall story to to feel cohesive you know and you know the old mistake slips through of course it does because we've got so much stuff happening so you know um and things are written so you know so far apart sometimes you know for every um situation where like the battle of Jeddah, where we're working side by side there's ones where one person's writing something six months before them another person you know and inevitably little little things creep in but they're only minor um and I think um, overall, yeah, I think we just, we all care and we'll all go the extra mile. We'll all do the extra bit of work to make sure that it sings when when it arrives in people's hands. Yeah, it shows. It does. That's nice to hear. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. <laughs> so the Eye of Darkness specifically, um, it being... You know, adult novel is just, it's just a label, really. But it is different in a, in a lot of ways um, and kind of different from the other High Republic projects you'd worked on before. Um, and I'm curious if you approached this particular project any differently because of that. I, I think so, yeah. I mean, um, as I mentioned, I mean, my, my background is in adult novels. So that's mm. kind of, I've got a lot of experience writing adult novels. Yeah. Um, so it's a kind of, in, in some respects, that's a comfort zone. Um, but I think, and I'm not, hard, hard to describe really. I think I've always been a, a big believer um, in not talking down to kids. So when you write mm. a middle grade novel, for example, or a YA book, um, I think the way I tend to approach it, at least anyway, is is that, you're still you're still writing the same story that you would write if it was an adult novel, but you're writing it from the perspective of a younger person, mm. so or younger people. So inevitably, they have a different perspective on the situation than than the adults. So I think it it tends to how how I write it tends to come down to whose eyes we're seeing through, mm. as much as anything. That's that's kind of how I approach a story. So with with the Eye of Darkness, you know. We're seeing it through adult eyes. Not only are we seeing it through adult eyes, but we're seeing it through the eyes of some very damaged people who've been through, you know, a heck of a lot in phase one. Um, and they've had a hell of a year as well in between. Um, you know, the Jedi are at a point where nothing they can do is is making any real difference against the Nile. And they're running scared of the nameless. Um, 
Republic are at a loss. You know, there are all these people trapped behind the inclusion zone. We They don't know where their friends are alive or dead. And for the people trapped inside the inclusion zone, they're under the kind of iron fist of the Nile. They um, Their freedom has been curtailed. They can't contact their loved ones elsewhere in the galaxy. They're trapped. So no one's in a great place. So that really influenced how I kind of went into this novel, which is, which is you know, these are... Um, particularly from the, the point of view of the Jedi, they're not used to losing. Mm. So, you know, what does that feel like? Um, how are they dealing with grief, for, particularly for Stellan and, you know, blaming themselves and things? And these are preoccupations you probably wouldn't have in a, in a middle grade novel. Mm. Um, so what writing an adult novel gave me the opportunity to do is to is to real, really do a deep dive into character. And that's what I wanted this to be. You know, I wanted it to have great action moments you know lightsaber battles chase sequences all the action you'd expect from a star wars story but i also wanted it to be character study of some of those key characters um avar elzar particularly you know marky and rose slightly different approach to him because a bit like um when you write sherlock holmes you you always write it from watson's perspective you don't you don't see inside sherlock's head because you know he's the genius you, you 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 and you and you're not the genius as a writer you, you know you're yeah and or the reader generally so um you're showing the that kind of the normal person's view of a genius um and with Marky and Rowe I felt a bit the same it's like not that he's a genius although you know you could argue that perhaps he is a, a criminal genius mm. um but it also I think seeing too much inside his head particularly at this stage of the story um is probably revealing a little bit too much or seeing you know seeing behind the curtain too much i think it was he's, he's scarier if you don't know what he's going to do next mm. um uh, so i i wanted his presence to be very strongly felt but but not to get a lot of um from his actual perspective there's a little bit in the book it's it's it's, it's quite light um so yeah so i do feel that there's 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 a character study of um of marking in there but it's a slightly different approach to what we get with avar and elzar um so yeah so i think this is you know there are there are different ways to approach um books for different ages and different maturity of readers um i think it's a mistake to suddenly just go well it's an adult book so it's going to have loads of sex and violence in it um it's it's you know yes that stuff can can be in that can be in a story like um like this if it's appropriate but actually i think it's first and foremost it's who are the characters I'm writing about and what are the journeys they're on? And then what are the appropriate stories to tell? Um, and that's where the maturity comes in. And yeah, but more than anything, it was, it was, you know, it's, it's three times the length of something like Quest of the Hidden City. So you've got page space to, um, well, it's actually four times the length of Hidden City, actually, when I think about it. Mm. Um, so you've got a lot of kind of page space to go, right. Okay. Let's spend a bit of time with these characters. Um, you know, first in isolation, um, and then slowly as, as kind of convergence starts to happen as, as they come together um, in a way that hopefully, you know, the readers feeling their isolation earlier in the book, the way they're scattered and you get any different points of view and seeing, you know, the story come more together as as, as time goes on. It was, a, it was a big challenge. And, you know, and I suppose the other the other element of it is, you know, it was it's we were returning to phase one characters. Um, so I knew there was a lot of people waiting to, to read that. So there's a bit of pressure there. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters I hadn't written, 
other than Burry, I'd written a little bit of Burry, but only in a very for very young kids. Um, and um, and it had has to set up the you know the phase, what's what's happening in the phase. So there's there was quite a lot of a lot of work to do in that kind of collaborative effort of like, okay, this is this is what I'm thinking, guys. This is why I'm going to take these characters. This is the journey um, we're going on. Is that going to work with what with what you're doing next? Mm. Um, and and how do I help set that up? Um, so lots and lots of different threads to pull. Um, yeah, it was it was you know passing the proverbial camel through the eye of the needle, um, <laughs> threading it you know to try and to try and hit the sweet spot on the story, um, but um, but it was fun at the same time. I'm glad you had fun doing it because we had fun reading it. I mean, some of it was not <laughs> fun itself, but yeah, <laughs> the experience of reading a Harry Potter book overall is always worth it. Um, I think. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> The, uh, the things you set out to do with Eye of Darkness um, definitely achieved that and more. Um, it was a great way to kind of kick off the books of Phase 3, and um, I cannot wait. So I don't know anything. You do. I don't. I don't know what's happening next. <laughs> but um, can't wait to find out. And I'm sure um, everyone else listening who doesn't also know is also very excited. All I can say is it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I, and as a, you know, what's lovely is as a reader, I'm going to get to read it as well. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be so exciting. Um, and you know, this being phase three, who knows? I don't. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be great. And we are. Um, I I don't know why I keep saying we we me I. I'm <laughs> so glad. Um, it was so glad to have you back again in the Iron Republic and um cannot wait for uh, what's to come in the future um and i'll have to have you back yeah. for all of that um so Tears thank of the you nameless. yeah absolutely yeah. yes oh yes <laughs> oh yes that that title i, I don't know man i'm not ready <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's, i mean that's been a lot of fun as well and you know i can't i can't say a lot about that but you know reef and aslin and fear are the kind of the, the watchwords Oh, it's going to be fine. Um, probably, maybe. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for so. <laughs> um, all the insightful, wonderful things that you said about writing and storytelling and Star Wars. Um, I have a lot to think about now. Um, you said all that so wonderfully, <laughs> and it's so great to hear you talk about um, your stories and stories in general and Star Wars and characters and all of these things um, and I'm so glad that I could have you here to talk about all of that um, so that it's not just a me hearing it but it's um the two other people listening maybe I don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh it's lovely to be here and like, as I said before oh you know I, I get a chance to talk about Star Wars that's, that's you know that's always fun yes <sighs> oh this has been fun this has been wonderful thank you again so much for um for doing no this um Anytime. yeah for making the time difference work for all of it <laughs> now this is lit is part of the faraway fandom network it is produced by devore mondam and written hosted and edited by me jose Jimenez designed our podcast art 
You can keep up with the show on our Substack at Now This Is Lit and find the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to support the show beyond sharing it, talking about it, there are links to all the things. There are links to all the ways you can do that in the show description. For more book reviews and Star Wars book celebration, follow Star Wars book reviews on Instagram and TikTok.